This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. The show is back. Nick Wilson, Spencer German. We're both in apparition form today as I have the sun <laughs> directly over here. And Spencer's in the, uh, the, we're just outside the gates of heaven here. But uh, welcome into Sons of the Shoe. And we were waiting. We didn't do our Thursday version of this. We're recording on uh, Friday here. Why? Because we finally have some clue at what's happening with Bill O'Brien as multiple reports are saying he is in the final stages of talks with Boston College to become the head coach of Boston College, uh, leaving an illustrious time in Columbus in uh, at least about 28, maybe 29 days. Could be 31. Nobody really knows for sure. We're going to get into that on today's podcast. But as we are a new podcast, always make sure, please follow the show wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app, 923thefan.com. And of course, give us a, a follow, give us a subscription on 923thefan's YouTube channel as well. And don't forget to like the show, comment on the show. We love you guys' interaction. But uh, I, I, the second that Bill O'Brien was tied to the Boston College job, in my head, I just kind of thought like, well, that's a program that is going to try and make a relevance higher, losing their head coach in, in, you know, I think it was February. February 1st, I think, is when Jeff Halfley lost. And Bill O'Brien probably favors being a head coach and being in the Boston area more than he does being the OC at Ohio State. So I've been thinking about this as, well, this is just a matter of time. Like this, I thought of it as Bill O'Brien's job to lose. And then it turns out he did not lose it there, Spencer. Yeah, um, obviously the signs have been pointing to this, and we are all kind of bracing for it. Obviously, it's um, I don't I don't know. Like it, I think I think it came with mixed reviews anyway when he was kind of added on the staff. 
So I don't, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's somewhat of a blow, but I'm also not, I want to, I want to make it clear because Ryan day obviously met with the media this week for the first time in like over a month. Right. And he, I think one of the most interesting things he mentioned was just how he's giving up play calling no matter what. So even Bill O'Brien leaving, like his plan is to find, and there's some rumors out there, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second of who that's going to be, but he is planning on giving up play calling to somebody that I'm assuming is a respected play caller at the college level, because he also has said that he's not going to just give that up for anybody. Um, But we'll, so that's, that remains to be seen. But the fact that he flat out said, yeah, I'm giving it up. I've made that determination. He was kind of asked about when he made that decision. If Eli Drinkwitz talking about going into the, the cotton bowl, how he gave up play calling, if that had anything to do with it. And he said like, no, I was already kind of trending this way before that. And he flat out said that just the state of college football today and the way that things flow on game day and the way that things work throughout the week, he, he used an example of, I need to be thinking about other things on a Wednesday night leading up to a game rather than what play am I running on third down and seven from the opponents 24. Like, and I think that's, that's pretty interesting stuff in terms of just kind of getting a peek behind the curtain as to, Brian Day's thought process and and why he's doing this, um, but I, I I don't know like I don't know that losing Bill O'Brien should be some woe is me thing. I'm sure there'll be some fans who turn it into that, but the majority of fans, like I've already said, seem to not like the hire. So I guess that the worst case scenario was it did end up back in Ryan Day's hands. You kind of know what you're dealing with, but from all accounts, it sounds like there's some other candidates out there that they're going to look at to bring in. And that won't be something that Ryan Day handles. It's still going to be with somebody who's done it uh, at this level. Yeah, and when Ryan did speak about it, uh, you could tell he was not thrilled or enthusiastic with the uh, potential to lose uh, Bill O'Brien no. after a week here. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think, listen, I, I don't, because it's only been a month, like if this happened in February, or sorry, if this happened in July, I think it would be like a real significant thing because you would have gone through practice, yeah. uh, spring practice. You would have started ramping up for the season. So but the timing of it, I think, almost knocks out the importance and now it becomes who do you replace him with, which we'll get to at some point in this first segment. But like, I do want to think back here. I'm, you know, I'm a very emotional guy. I got three daughters. I'm always... You know, I put on Sarah McLaughlin movie and a couple pictures of dogs or young kids, and all of a sudden I'm getting misty up in here. So I just want to take a quick second to reminisce. I mean, I really think my favorite day of or my favorite moment of the Bill O'Brien era was probably the 11th day. You know, I think some people might say, but that 12th day was pretty good. And, you know, let's not skimp on the 7th day. And, you know, day 30, day 30 was pretty nice. But I just think uh, if we're talking about our favorite moments of the Bill O'Brien era, hang a banner for day 11 because that one was really the sweet spot (laughs) of what I believe was about 30 to 31 days. Hey, no interceptions ever thrown while while, while Bill O'Brien was here. Uh, Ohio State never lost a game. They never lost to Michigan either. That's always important. He 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 has he has something Ryan Day doesn't. Ryan Day's lost to Michigan three times. Bill O'Brien never did. So um, yeah, I, I think he's bolstering his case for a year from now. If Ryan Day actually gets fired, maybe they circle back and they bring Bill O'Brien back. He seems to be a real winner. And now, based on a technicality, what you just mentioned, it does matter 
because we don't hire outsiders in Columbus. No, no, no. You've got to be an Ohio State man. And up north, you've got to be a Michigan man. So now that he's officially, he was here for, I believe, 30 exact days, or it could have been 31, could have been 27. Nobody really knows. But I do believe because he was here for a full month, um, you can spin this. Like Urban Meyer was an assistant at Ohio State for one year. And everyone's like, oh, he's an Ohio guy. Eh, he, he coached <laughs> for this, one of those. This- is this like how Ohio State fans try to claim Joe Burrow, even though yes. all his success came with yes. LSU? So in a year's time, but but remember, like Urban coached on one of the uh, lesser staffs, Earl Bruce, great Ohio State guy, not a great Ohio State coach. Beloved, but maybe not to the degree that Woody was or Tress was. So my point is, um, that was one year. One year Urban got credit for and was just bought in as Ohio guy. I think at Ryan Day, little amb- you know ambiguity for Ohio State fans, how much they love him or not. But I got to tell you, now Bill O'Brien, in a year's time or five years' time, whenever <laughs> Ryan Day leaves, now we have the, the door back. open for Bill O'Brien yeah. to come back home and complete the story in the parlance of professional wrestling at the time. Um, well, I, I'll also – can I if, just get one quick reaction off here? Yeah. Boston College head coach job is not as good as Ohio State's offensive coordinator we'll job. And so you and I talked a lot about the family factor. I I can never hammer somebody for if that, if that's truly the number one guiding principle is I, you know, I got, I've got a son who, who needs medical care and this is right down the road. I don't, I think sometimes teams, coaches, people end up using the convenient excuse. I think in reality, Bill likes being a head coach more than he does an offensive coordinator. And I just think, like, how short-sighted of a decision. If this is about the the football, how short-sighted of a decision. Because the guy that we're going to get into, who I think everybody now expects will take over as the offensive coordinator, he's leaving a better job as a head coach than Bill O'Brien's leaving for a job. Like, and the, the rumor is Chip That Kelly, is wild. Yeah. Right? But, like, UCLA, even in year five, where you got people floating banners – and, and flying banners around Los Angeles saying fire Chip Kelly or save Chip Kelly. Even that, year five at UCLA, when you've disappointed to this point, even that is better of a job five years into disappointment than the first year at Boston College. And I just think it is wild that Bill O'Brien is so fixated on being a head coach. Again, if that's the guiding principle, I didn't want to say that because I don't want to be insensitive to the family side of stuff. But, like, if that's really – like, he just would rather be a head coach at Boston College than an OC at o- uh, Ohio State, man, I got to tell you, you have no vision as a human being. Well, if his first time working at Ohio State went over, um, like, a death in the family um, with Ohio State fans, I can only imagine what his his – his potential return that you alluded to now that he's an Ohio guy, how well that will go over after he goes to Boston college and Boston college fails. And inevitably he has to become an offensive coordinator again. That that'll be fun. That'll be a fun conversation down the line. Um, But no, I, I think, I think to your point, as you kind of bring up just the, uh, the idea that O'Brien is leaving for a lesser job. I think the 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 evidence in that being true is sort of what's going to now kind of come behind him, assuming it's going to be Chip Kelly. Because for a coach to leave a Power Five job, that's you know at least I'm not saying UCLA is not a great job either, but it's better than Boston College. 
because of just resources and where you're located and all these different things. And you're joining the big 10, which is now going to become maybe one of these mega conferences um, for him to be leaving a head coaching job behind to come to Ohio state, to be an offense coordinator. I think that that's, that's proving your point that it's just a better overall situation where you have a better chance to win. You have a better chance to revive your career and maybe go somewhere else again. Um, like, um, a la Nick Saban with all these guys that he revived over the course of time, Bill O'Brien included. So um, I think you're 100% right about that. I, I think what's interesting with it with them shifting immediately to Chip Kelly is that they clearly vetted this process pretty thoroughly from the start if, if, if they quickly already have like his potential replacement in place. You know what I mean? Like, And, and I know they interviewed Chip Kelly. I know that they went through this or at least had a conversation with him so it's not like it's this far-fetched thing that that somebody you already talked to would come, but it's just the idea that they had a game plan of Ryan Day deciding, I'm giving up play calling, here's my list of people that I would comfortably give it up for, and because you're Ohio State, you're able just to move to the next one, and you get a pretty notable name and a pretty notable offensive mind in college football and Chip Kelly to leave a head coaching job to come here. Um, I, I think that's pretty impressive. I think that speaks to the state of the program. I think that speaks to um, just the the state of Ohio State or the the stature of Ohio State within. And, and, and it was sort of to use a Ryan Day quote from that press conference the other day. They're chasing the one to two percenters, right? And so it's it's a really good opportunity. And so for them to already kind of have that in place, I think is interesting because they knew what they were going to, what they wanted, and they were pretty much going to get it at all costs. Bill O'Brien was at the top of the list. Now he's leaving. All right. Well, we already know what we're going to do to replace him because we, we vetted this thing thoroughly ahead of time. So just to be clear on the Chip Kelly thing, the way it was worded by the uh, college football watchman account and that guy, his, he was all in on Bill O'Brien from the start. He's been right on a lot of these predictions on what's happening in Columbus, but here's how it's worded. If O'Brien takes the Boston college job and Seattle does not hire Chip Kelly, who apparently was interviewing earlier this week for the offensive coordinator job, uh, Kelly will be the next offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And as you mentioned, it sure felt like instead of restarting a new search, uh, Ryan Day is just moving to maybe maybe perceptionally who the second guy on his list was. And I think, listen, I think you can have a real argument or a real conversation on whether or not Chip Kelly is a better fit for what Ohio State fans want than Bill O'Brien. Um, I, I, I would have felt... Go ahead. If so, because I, I I didn't forget, but you bring up the Seattle job still being in play that he interviewed for as well. If it doesn't turn out that you get Chip Kelly and he does go to Seattle or he got that opportunity, who do you think is next on that list? I don't know. I mean, Brian Johnson got hired. Brian Johnson got hired in Tampa earlier. Right. Sorry, in Washington right. earlier this week. So I, I really don't know. I, I, I. I think we kind of all assumed it was going to be Chip. That's not fair. I think as this process played out, I think we started to hear Chip more and more if Bill O'Brien walks away. But I don't know. I mean, Jason Candle did apparently really well in that conversation between him and Ryan Day in Ohio State. So maybe I, because some of these other guys have started to get jobs, like I, I think that's kind of clouded the factor here. And I think it's really important you get Chip Kelly now. Because I and like I like the Jason Candle thing, but I just think people 
It's funny. Some of those same people who said Bill O'Brien's not a good hire are going to be panicking. You you took a, a head coach out of Toledo who's never been at this level yeah. as a play call. I mean, that's my that's my concern. And, and you hear Ryan Day talk about, I don't think give it up for certain people. I don't want to say it's strange that he'd say that and then interview Jason Candle because I do think Jason Candle is a name that's well-respected in the business and he's got a bright future. And they at some point, he probably will be in that role at a big-time school and maybe build his way to being a head coach for a Power 5 program, which is great. Um, but my statement, my thought on it has always been – if you're Ryan Day going into a year on the hot seat, got to beat Michigan, all these different things, all these different boxes you got to check, and you're telling everybody publicly, I'd only do it for certain people, Chip Kelly makes sense. Veteran play caller, he's gone to a national championship. Bill uh, Bill O'Brien, he makes sense. Taking Alabama to a national championship take, or to the college world playoff. Taking, uh, he's, he's worked with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Like Those two make sense. Jason Candle's maybe more of a risk. Um, so it, it's interesting. And I like, I like Jason Kendall a lot. I just don't know if for this current situation for the Buckeyes, if he makes a lot of sense. So hopefully it is chip. And, and that's just what it is. Also, uh, just a real quick point here, the chip stuff. Cause I think Ohio state fans, this is another perceptional thing. Bill O'Brien. Um, the perception is he didn't succeed at Alabama, which is ridiculous. The perception is, well, he's now failed in new England. So he keeps falling down the ladder here to Ohio state. Um, Chip Kelly, guys, it, like it's not just the losing at UCLA. Look at the quarterback exodus of UCLA, including Dante Moore, who was in the, the portal conversation for Ohio State this year. And one of the things Dante said on the way out is, um, yeah, I want to go somewhere where they'll develop me. And so I just think that's really, really interesting. And if you look at the style of quarterbacks that Chip has favored at UCLA, look at Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And that is a guy who was a elite runner early in his career and had to develop as a passer over time. Dante Moore, elite with his legs. A guy that kind of had to develop over time. Uh, sorry, will have to develop over time is more of an elite passer. So that's not the kind of quarterbacks that Ryan Day has put into the NFL. And and that's not the kind of quarterbacks you have now. Like, yes, Will, will Howard is mobile, he can move, but he's yeah. not a running quarterback. You know, like Aaron. Is Nolan. it concerning at all that Dante Moore said that? Yes, and- it should be. Listen, you have, like, I just think the thing that we do is we lock into one or two things as fans, and then we go, "Well, it's a great hire. It's an awful hire." I think because Chip Kelly would calling plays. One, I actually will say UCLA has done a fantastic job of developing offensive linemen with Chip. And if you look at the the, the trend of, of the offensive linemen in the Pac-12 getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that started when Chip took over and built a, I mean, a, a wrecking crew at, at offensive line. So I love that. But yeah, I mean, you look at the development of DTR. Yeah, DTR had some success there. He was the starter for four years. Since he's left, man, there were a lot of ups and downs. And I... I know Chip has won with different kind of quarterbacks. He, he won with Marcus Mariota at college, obviously. But I think it's something that bears paying attention to of his reputation as, as quarterback guy has taken a hit here. And I think that's the most important thing winning at Ohio State right now with Ryan Day is reinstituting the pipeline of quarterbacks to the NFL, whether it be top 100 picks or Heisman candidates, however you want to frame that. And to that point, I think another thing Ryan Day talked about on uh, on Wednesday was just that the guys that transferred in and the guys that they kind of brought in uh, this offseason, 
they all part of it is they want to be developed. Obviously, we know behind the scenes the money's a big part of it. But he also just talked about guys who like want to be there. And K and like Caleb Downs is a great example, a guy that they, they recruited. Things changed at, at, at Alabama, and he's already like doing interviews talking about how excited he is, and he he felt a comfortability with the coaching staff. So um, yeah, like I think there's maybe some concern that comes with you hearing Dante Moore say, "Well, I want to go somewhere where they'll develop me." But I think the nice thing is if Chip Kelly were to come here and, and gets this job to, to replace Bill O'Brien, not that they cancel each other out, but Bill O'Brien brings to the table, I'm this great offensive play caller. I can do some good things. And I think Ohio State already has the reputation as a, as a school and a program that's going to develop these guys anyway. So in a way, maybe the best way to put it is Ohio State as a program provides the thing that we maybe have questions about with Chip Kelly. And maybe that's why it would be a good balance and why it will work well. All right, guys. Um, assuming that Bill O'Brien does take the Boston College job and everybody's reporting it's happening, and assuming Ohio State follows Bill O'Brien up with Chip Kelly, um, did Ohio State upgraded offensive coordinator? Leave your comments in the comments section or on social media. And Nick Wilson says, at Spencito underscore, Kirk Herbstreet is under fire. And for once, it's not from this show. That's next, but first a word from our sponsors.